the Dope and Tape Show. We are live right now. Whether you're watching us live or watching the replay, we appreciate you. We got a special show for you. Flash over right here. Bam. So here we are with Rich from excited, from so. Blue Recruit. I'm gonna let Brian take over for a bit so I can uh, do some clicking. Yeah, so I got I have several things I want to talk to you about. I'm actually um, looking uh, for a couple of opportunities. I actually have uh, three interviews tomorrow, well, but I'm at a weird spot in my you're, you're lagging up again, Brian. Dude, I don't know what's going on, man. Take the phones off the internet. You know what? I think my roommate's playing Call of Duty. Oh, yeah, he's sucking it all up. Yeah. All right, my get the fuck off. Get the fuck off. Yeah. <laughs> Am I better? Yeah, yeah, it is now. It's still like that. Dope and tape. Right. What up, Teague? So, um, let me know if I lag some more. I'll tell him that I'll ask him politely to get off. Yeah. Um, he's gonna have to finish whatever round he's so... in. So, <laughs> fighting the Taliban yeah, over there. Yeah. 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 We're winning. And we're winning. I can't get you off don't mess now. Mess up my kill to death <laughs> ratio, bro. <laughs> the KD. So I'm actually I got a couple of interviews tomorrow. Um and I'm at a weird spot in my career where I don't really interview anymore. I kind of just go in and tell them what I want, you know? Um it it does it feels weird. It feels weird. Um and then also since I've been talking to several different companies, I'm at the point where I also, I know a lot of people in Atlanta. So I just call them, you know, instead of like, like researching the company or going to the company, dropping off resumes. I just, I call the people who run it. Cause I just, you know, I know them. I'm second generation in Atlanta. I've, I just know a lot of people. And then, um, it seems like, I don't know about other trades, but definitely for, fire protection it seems like for years the rates have been what they are like nothing has changed are you seeing that across the board like my father has made the same amount that he did this year as he did when he kind of just started like it's always so in atlanta it's always like the higher end is like 85 is like top management and that's kind of what you're riding for your whole career uh Outside sales, inside sales is like 57 to 65 uh, base salary. And then commissions change a lot. Um, and then for an apprentice, it's like $12 to 17 is like a high apprentice. And then if you're an inspector, a fully licensed, it's like 25 to 37. Like those are all the ranges, but those ranges have been the same forever. Yeah, are those, you seeing uh, that across the nation, or no? Those those numbers are especially on the inspector side of the house are just completely going away. Um, the overall, like one of the big things we do at Blue Recruit is monitor um, the pay 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 changes in every single one of our industries, and then we kind of narrow it down depending on the uh, individual certifications and licenses. And it's been absolutely insane um, looking at the last like six quarters 
because we put this out every single quarter in something that we call the state of the trades. And uh, off of memory, right now, the hourly rate for a general labor in construction is over $20 an hour across nationwide. Uh, some states like Texas, mm -hmm. it's broken 21. And uh, it's, it's funny because we've really seen an uptick in companies looking for uh, installers and inspectors, especially across like the mid-Atlantic and the Northeast, uh, just with the amount of, you know, new construction going in and the yeah. pay rates, you know, like you said, have been relatively steady. And it's interesting because right. y'all are in an industry where there's really been a ceiling. But yeah. that is uh, that is now in the last about six quarters completely going away. And, and really the power is is in the worker is these companies are so desperate, especially on the inspector side. Like if you've got those inspections. Oh man, there's not a lot of us. You know? Exactly. And, and it really is, you know how so, you say like, yeah. like when buying a house, seller's market, buyer's market, right now it is a job seeker's market. So you don't know this, and I don't think a lot of our viewers know this either, but so I was in sales, inspection sales, and then I managed accounts as well. So account management and all that. And then the the state law changed in in Georgia, to where we you there's no more level one waiver, so you have to have a level two NYSET certification. Y'all hear that? A guy's going. <laughs> you hear that? What? Someone's like unloading their gun. <laughs> oh no! I I, I was Atlanta, guys. I heard NYSET level two say, baby. That, that, that's just Atlanta. You guys hear that? Do you, you don't yeah, duck. We don't. Like a, you don't grab yours and go out there. No, it's across the street, man. Is it a celebration yeah, or a fight? No. <laughs> uh, it's a Wednesday at nine o'clock. It could be anything. But no, no, no. So when they when they blast off like that, no, it's not a celebration. Celebrations is like, you know, they take their time with it. But no, that was something. Fucking Atlanta, man. All it means. All it means is that for the next seven and like probably for the next five hours, I can't leave. Like then the police will have a blocked off road, you know. That's fucking so. crazy. Anyway. I was in Atlanta last week anyway. and I went into a Publix grocery store and like there's three armed security guards in a Publix at seven o'clock at night. What Welcome the fuck? to Atlanta. Yeah. <laughs> the yeah. Armed security so in the grocery? Not, so there's a perimeter. Yeah, like, like two, like two blocks from the aquarium. What the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> So there's a uh, there's what's called the perimeter. So it's a road that <laughs> surrounds Atlanta, right? So you don't get gas at night inside the perimeter ever. Man's got that McDonald's Wi-Fi. Always hide all your stuff. Never hide, never have anything where anybody can see it because they'll just steal it. They'll break their window and then run. And it's huge in Atlanta. You know, so I work at a nightclub too, and I just leave my I leave my Jeep unlocked. <laughs> Man's got like that McDonald's Wi-Fi. Oh, it's fucking good. <laughs> uh, so shit. anyway, so like right. you have to have a nice set level two in hand. Yep. Yeah. Um. So my company came to me, and I can also test backflows and then repair them too. So they're they were basically like, "What do you want? Like, what do you want to make? Like, give us something." And I thought I went high. And uh, and I didn't. So they were like, "Okay." I was like, "Oh damn!" <laughs> oh, so yeah, that that's different. Yeah, 
So Damn. on the, on yeah, you want them to, you want them to talk you down stuff. a little bit, right? Fucking shoot for yeah, the stars, kid. Because then they can send yeah, you oh, into yeah. anything. You would, you would, you're fitting pipe too, you know. Yeah, I'm doing it all, everything. But um, with that change, I think it's going to, I think, well, there's two ways of looking at it. There's there's a one guy like, oh well, we don't need a level three guy anymore. Like, why do we care? You get a state license level two. We'll just pay you level two. And we don't care about level three. And then there's other uh, thought process, which is like pre-change, which is like, we want a level three, we'll pay you all this money, but for what, you know? So there's there's a, there's that argument in Atlanta too. But yeah, I just, I feel like management-wise, yeah, on the field, it's going up. Uh, but in management in the office, it's kind of like the same. From what I've been seeing in Atlanta, no, it, that that is a reality on the management side. Uh, again, I, I forget the exact numbers off the top of my head, but we're we're seeing a pretty much top out around ninety two to ninety six, regardless of how many years you've been in uh, nationwide. Yeah. And that's, you know, just unfortunately, it's it, it's part of the industry where you can, it's getting to the point where you can make more money out in the field. That's what in, I'm doing. A, I'm making more money. As, yeah as a licensed inspector than you can, you know, working management and, you know, good for those guys. Do them both. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> so that's where we're at. So you guys or gotta, you become a plumber you and guys, you're always going to make tons of money. Yeah. The, yeah. Well, because the, what the plumbers have that a lot of sprinkler, most sprinkler guys don't have is side jobs. I'm not able to like go and do a little sprinkler side gig on my way home. They just don't pop up as much as like, <laughs> uh, you no, know, because the insurance is crazy. And I, and then and so, I, so I so I so I'll allegedly do holder. I'll allegedly do little plumbing jobs, you know, because most most of the people that know me will think that I'm a plumber, and they'll call me up and they'll be like, "Hey, I need you to come help," and then I'll just go whatever. It's usually a leak, or they want to change their sink or something. I'll help you out. Yeah, I help friends out. It's all pipes. Too. I could be a pretend plumber. <laughs> Don't tell the Boston plumber monster. Then just deny, deny, counter accuse. He'll make a calendar about you. Yeah, right. <laughs> what about other trades? <laughs> Uh, what I mean, about right now, trade? you know, it, it, what, what, what I call within the family of, uh, of the all straights, um, you're an HVAC tech right now. You're, you're a young kid, go get your EPA, uh, your universal, your 608. Cause you, again, you're going to be able to, to come right out of school making 35 plus an hour, which is just absolutely ridiculous. Yeah. <laughs> you know, that, for that first year out of trade school making that kind of money and uh, you know, a couple of years of experience on the year belt, there's going to be jobs where they're making hundred plus an hour on, on commercial jobs, which is just absolutely mm -hmm. insane. Yep. Uh, but, but the demand on, on the refrigerant side, the boiler side, the commercial side is just so absolutely insane. And then with all the changes right now um, in, on the federal law with refrigerants, those folks that are keeping up, up to date with that, are going to be just miles ahead. And one huge thing we're also seeing is like on the property management, there's so like Atlanta's probably, you know, great example. So many um, commercial properties out there. So many of those oh. properties have been managed by the same, you know, the same company, the same group, 20, 30, 40 years. Those guys mm -hmm. and gals are all retiring. And, and those, uh, those accounts are all going to be up, up again for renewals. So you're, you're a young, um, property manager, plumber, electrician, go, go start hitting up property management companies because 
the folks that they've had working for them managing their properties for the last 20, 30 years, they're retiring. Yeah, every high rise yeah, that I show up to, there's always like an in-house guy. Yep. There's always in-house exactly. guys in these big. If it's a big ass building, there's probably at least three guys on rotation, so there could always be one there, and they're only working eights. And a lot yep, of times yeah. they're working crazy overtime, and they know the entire building. That's a good point. I didn't think of that. That's a good, that, you know, property management. Steady, steady, good money. Lou yeah, said he got two got side it. jobs. He's been in the business for three years. It's pretty good money when you're the estimator. I bet. You could just, you know, name your price. Brian makes Atlanta sound like a beautiful living place. <laughs> <laughs> I know. But I do I do take pictures of parks and stuff. Yeah. I'll show you the gun I'm carrying. Fucking, you know? yeah, there's fucking bullet <laughs> shell, the shells on the ground. Oh, yeah, but I thought good. it was so loud. I thought y'all could hear it. No, I thought it was the uh, roommate. He just won. He just won. Yeah. He just came first place in war zone or something. Just went out in the front yard. Bah, 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 bah. I'm having FOMO. Defending America one reboot at a time. I'm having FOMO of the of the Call of Duty because I can't play. Hey, you gotta keep housing low, right? <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> that drives the prices down. Yeah. Pop some shots so off. So if someone, let's say like me, I'm looking for a new, uh, new job at another, you know, at another company. Like, what's the steps and get in touch with you? How does that look? How... Yeah. So uh, what we be, what we did at Blue Recruit was we're like, why on earth do blue collar skilled workers need resumes? Uh, just did not make any sense to us. My father in law. He dropped out of high school when he was about 16 years old, started painting cars, and he's retired now, but eventually, you know, he had a couple body shops uh, of his own. He calls me up one day because I was like in, you know, t traditional recruiting where, you know, that headhunter type role. And he's like, dude, I'm trying to hire for a painter for one of my shops. Uh, I went to Indeed, put up a job post. He's like, I just got like 80 resumes for house painters. He's like, a house painter can't paint a car. It's, you know, it's, it's completely different. Kind of like Bobby, what you said, like people think you're a plumber, like, no, I'm a fire sprinkler yep. uh, technician. Yeah. Yeah. And um, so uh, so we kind of got to thinking, we're like, why don't we just do the dating app approach, but for blue collar workers? Because, um, you know, at the end of the day, like you either need your level two, you either have your level two inspection uh, certification or you don't. Like the job, they're not going to hire you if you don't have it. So uh, we just came up with like a dating right. app approach to it. So forget the resume. Mm -hmm. Have everybody okay. just create a profile from their phone so they're like, hey, I'm in construction. I'm a fire stringer technician. We then have all the certifications, the licenses, the experiences you can have within each one of those industries. You select what you have. You tell us what kind of money you want to make, That's what city you want to work in. Yep. And then employers say, hey, I need yeah, a like tech it. in Atlanta. I'm paying 38 bucks an hour, and they need to have their level two search. And then they see all the folks that are looking for a job that have it. They can, they can chat, video interview. Off on, off on their phone. Tinder for sprinklers. So there is, is there any cost for the, like, would say me since I'm looking? Like, would there be a cost for me? Nope. No, we, we, we do not want to, you know, folks are looking for jobs. The last thing they need to do is pay to try and find a job. So it's totally free for them. The employers are the ones, you know, every employer in America needs to hire right now. Uh, so we, we made a real easy, inexpensive way for them to use it. But they're the ones that are that are paying. That's cool. I like okay. that. That's wicked cool. So if anyone's trying to get into the industry that's watching this, whether it's live or the replay, because we'll be able to send you back to this. I put the title of this one. They've all just had number titles, and this one says Blue Recruits. You can come back and look and listen and hopefully special. get a job. 
Um, <laughs> if you need a job, you can hit up Rich and go on his Instagram page and send some DMs and let him know what trade you're looking for. Hopefully it's Sprinkler. But we'll accept you if you take any, any other trades. And I am completely social media inept, so you won't be talking to me, but uh, but Rio or Cassidy or, or one of the other weather folks will take good care of you because I, I always find it hilarious when they tell me, like, oh, go on in, uh, on IG Live for this. I'm like, do you think I even know how to turn on <laughs> IG Live? Like, get the hell out of here. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you got it. It just takes practice. It just takes practice. Yeah. Everything starts at the plus. Go to the plus and then pick something. Usually real. Dude, scared. the live was harder than I thought. Like, I thought I can get on It doesn't make sense, dude. It doesn't make sense. It doesn't make sense. I was like, sense. Um, I was like uh, well, uh, well, I was like. I went, I thought I was like shadow banned. I went live the other day because that's like the first thing says, like, if you can't go live, you're shadow banned. So I was like, fuck it. I'm sitting in traffic. I'm going live. It went live. My, uh, my Instagram was just screwed up. I think I got way too much shit on this phone. Like 30,000 pictures at this point. Wow. So it's time for another phone. Probably Brian's roommate playing Call of Duty on your phone. Right? <laughs> I miss Call of Duty with the boys. Yeah, so Bobby's not allowed. He doesn't play nicely. Uh, no, so I, uh... Permanently I banned from Call of Duty. I just had to see what it was like to fucking have the feeling of those hackers had. And it was fucking glorious. It was glorious. It's like a hacker in a grid that's auto, you know? Yeah, you could headshot people you couldn't even see. You couldn't even see him, but and you know, headshot sometimes, him. So when I was first looking for another job, like, I felt like at this point, like, I was outgrowing my industry, you know? Like, I've, I'm at the top. I've done everything. There's nothing more I can really do. Like, I can go to some advanced fire pump classes. I can I start can, your own you business, know, man. It's time, to start, it's time to launch Atlanta Fire uh, Protection. Exactly. That's the, that, that, that's the Ooh, did you hear the pa- do you hear the pause argument. we got out of him? Yeah, he, he like, it's just, it was like you know, five it's seconds of silence. You know? Oh like, yeah. We we have we have some friends from on Instagram and stuff that, that are doing it and everything and um Yeah, man, it's it's It'd be it's a lot like, to take ooh. on because you're gonna wear all those belts yeah, at the same also, time. So you have to immediately out the gate cover that entrance. Yeah. That junk's what would what did uh what was it? Rising fire? What did he say? Twenty five thousand? Twenty thousand? Um, I think I think he was like, you could start it off at ten. They'll give you a deal for the first year. I forget. We're gonna have to get Jeremy back on here. Yeah, and then it covers. I think the coverage has to be like five hundred thousand or seven fifty. You, you kind of want like a million, but as long as you don't have any fuck ups, then your price stays right. down. That's like the big well, thing. My father if, started. If, if, if no one ever screwed up, with none of us would need insurance. Right. <laughs> Jeez. Damn, Bobby's the reason I'm accusing everyone of hacks. <laughs> so the thing with, from what I see with fire protection is, so the first company I'm going to talk to in the morning, they only do service and inspections, which is what I would do. But still, the liability is just crazy. You know, we we ask a lot of people about flood stories and stuff, and then also um, unreliable. Uh, technicians with drugs and accidents like i don't know if like i've talked to several business owners that are running trucks you know they're not just them and then like they sometimes they have trouble sleeping at night and they're worried that they're gonna wake up with one of their trucks from the side on when they're watching the news oh man like i don't know if i want to deal with that like i don't know if i want that 
part of my life, the stress, that stress. You know? Finding good help is basically the stress. That's why we got rich. Yeah, I, I will say, and, and, and frankly, it doesn't matter like what industry you're in. Like once a week, I wake up at three o'clock in the morning because I'm like, holy crap, is this going to be okay? And it's like, you know, now I'm running a tech company and completely, you know, not not doing the, the, the physical work, but it's just, um, I, I think it doesn't matter what kind of, whether you're running a bakery, uh, Atlanta Fire Protection, or, you know, the bank. I think once you're at that level of uh, where, you know, at the end of the day, the buck stops with you, that's just the stress. And, uh, and, and I, frankly, I think that's why a lot of companies end up failing is that people that were really good technicians we're really good cooks. Well, just because you're a really good cook doesn't mean you're a good restaurant owner. You know, yeah. just because you're a good barber doesn't mean you can run the barber shop. Exactly. And, uh, no, usually you got the good work ethic and you're fast and you're efficient and you can't expect everybody to be that. You're, that's going to be mm -hmm. hard to find. I mean, Brian, you know this from sales. You know, so many times the best sale, salesman, sales, sales chick in the company, they're a terrible sales manager, you know, because yeah. they're really good at selling it they can't manage yeah. people to save their lives right yeah and, 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 and yep and it's just and i think so many companies screw that up like oh they're the best salesperson they give them a sales manager and they do awful because they're they're just meant to be wolves you know they're they're hunters they're yeah. not yeah. managers or leaders so teague says that he thought for sprinklers it was one million minimum for insurance and the first hundred k's on the company so i always thought that it was something big like that too teague and we talked to a couple of business owners and it was like they were paying like ten thousand, ten to ten, ten to twenty thousand a year, and they were getting like half a mil to a million dollar coverage. Half a mil just doesn't sound like enough to me. I hate to say just... it, I'm 24 and I'm well, ashamed of I most say of my generation's worth ethic. I think that's ethic. what my father had for his consulting business. Sucks, like, man. I think it was starting minimum was five hundred thousand. Yeah, well, I think you got to, like, as you get vehicles and you start getting property, well, yeah, he stuff, wasn't you have to start bumping trucks, it up. If it's just you, know? you, if it's just you and it's just, all you got to worry about is yourself fucking up. Like, for you, because you're just such good at inspecting and testing, you should just, like, make your own shit doing that, dude. Load yourself up. Go do 10 of them things a day. How much liability is in that? I mean, you're not going to flood anything. No. If something burns down and you miss a step, yeah. I mean, so the chances sell, of that are slim. So when I sell, I would... Look, man, I was I'm really good at selling. Like I would fuck up a lot. Chris He's made that Teague. I would um I would average from fifteen to thirty thousand dollars a month in sales and inspections. And I would fuck off a lot. So if I would do it, I would I would instead of the fuck off time, I would be selling, you know, and managing accounts and then doing the inspections as I go. And I also had to be attached to a, like I had to pay someone, um, I think the going rate is like $2,000 a month to use someone's license, like the, like what? their engineering license. Hmm. I had to be attached to an engineer. You got to get the stamp, yeah. Right? You need the That's engineering like 2, stamp. We got a good question from YouTube that I missed is um, from Lewis. How fast can you get someone hired as a brand new person looking to get into the trades? Are they trying to hire a brand new person, or are he, they the brand new person? Well, by the way, he's got it words. Probably like he wants to try to get somebody a job. But how fast do you, how fast can you get someone hired as a as a brand new person looking to get into the trades? This guy's already in the trade. I know that. Cool. 
Um, yeah, it's uh, honestly, it comes down to the individual trade. Uh, as you all know, there's a lot of seasonality in a lot of different trades. Uh, right now, if you're a roofer, you know, you're not going to get a job until spring. Uh, if you're in landscaping, you're not going to get a job until spring. If you're a plumber, if you're an HVAC, if you're a fitter, um, right now the average new HVAC tech is getting three different requests from companies the day they sign up. So it's on, it's a matter of how quickly you can uh, you can get yourself in into that interview. Uh, but really, it comes down to the individual trade, the seasonality. Uh, you know, construction is about a third of our business, just given the fact that it's so so large. Uh, and obviously, we're we're gearing up right now as you know the rest of the country comes out of winter. It's it's going to be prime prime hiring time. If you're, you know, a CDL driver that's willing to uh, to go over the road, you you're you're deciding what your pay is. You're deciding what company to work for. Wow, that's pretty cool. This so, is so needed. You so know? I mean, you to get into the trades. This is this is big. If you want to get into the trades, just make the jump. So if anyone ever hits me up in my DMs and they're like, "What's the first step to getting into a trade?" The first thing that I tell them is, "Do you have OSHA 10?" Because just get the OSHA 10. Because, yep. like, right there, I feel like that just put – you're already over the fence. OSHA 10 shows any employer that you actually give a shit. Yep. Like, you're willing to sit down, learn something, take take, take a test, and, and knock it out. We actually put it on uh, – I think it's next – I think it's next Wednesday is our next one. Once a month. We, we partnered with Little Giants about a year ago, uh, the latter company. And uh, we host for all of our job seekers – they can attend for free, and we do the uh, the fall protection class oh, yeah. from yeah. their studios. Like Little Giant has this Hollywood level production studio at their corporate headquarters in Utah. It's absolutely insane. That's so cool. So, yeah, like it is crazy. So they put on a, a live class once a month with us, and uh, it counts towards your OSHA ten, OSHA thirty. It's like just start off taking things like that because it just shows an employer like you're willing to learn. You're willing to take a little bit of time, you know, an hour out of your day to knock out a class. That's and, it. I mean, the OSHA 10 is literally going to take you 10 hours. You cannot skip yep. it. It won't let you go. F you're not going to be able to like quick click. It, it's timed. You might as well just read the shit. I did the OSHA 30 to run work in Boston. You have to have an OSHA 30. Um, you know, there's a lot of requirements now. You got to be CPR certified and you got to be like a willing and able body. So anything that you can get prior, I'd say do it, but it seems yep. like you can. And that just can also uh, call up Rich that's and get also a job your right continued away. education, too. You can put that towards that. Yep. So you gotta get that anyway if you're certified. We're gonna start um, getting to these conventions help. somehow that you guys are all going to that that nobody seems to invite sprinkler fitters. Yeah. Right. It's like plump. Like they just invite all the plumbers and they give away all these pro press tools and shit, and then the sprinkler fitters are like the redheaded stepchild of the industry. It's, oh, it's like we it's, don't it's, exist. It's racers for its fitters. Yeah. Clearly. For real. You know? Yeah. You know, what it's is like, life safety. We want to be at these things. <laughs> at the uh, at the Mercedes Benz Stadium, they'll give glass uh, drinkware for like beer and stuff to everybody, every sport, but soccer. Soccer comes in, you get plastic. So, you like, we, because, you know, they, they get rowdy. So, we're like the plastic cup drinkers at one of these conventions. I, I think that's what the way they look at it. You know? Get me in there. I remember I wanted, the first time I went to Mercedes-Benz for, for a game. Uh, it was Alabama-Florida State. I think it was like the second game. I had no idea that their prices, they just charged like normal food prices, not stadium prices. 
and I was like, this is the coolest thing ever. Like, yeah. totally random, but yeah, right. That was super yeah, cool. stadium prices are all, it's just so gouging. Oh man, it's, it's like, crazy. It's like, oh wow, yeah. you can actually afford to come to more than one game a year because they're not charging you seventeen dollars <laughs> for a beer, right? Well, I mean, prices pretzel. for seats are are expensive. At the Braves and stuff, I just get standing, which is like twenty five dollars. Because I'm not standing drinking anyway. Why am I roam around? Yeah. Seat, you know? Firefighters then, uh, heroes. That's it. We are the firefighters heroes. We're the first ones at the fire. Life safety. That's why I tell the other trades on the job. I'm like, this is life safety, bud. You can go around me. You know, it's it's hard for them to. Um, like we we so efficient like the fire sprinkler like if the head in the system does their job i mean it's so efficient at putting away uh, fires if you do everything right they just show up and turn off the system you you flush it right take all coupons out when you drill sheet um when you drill mechanical tees and there's a lot of steps you got to get right so what do you think the future is with the trades like where do you do you see anywhere that like it's going that might change not with that fucking cordless threader that they're trying to private drop. companies or i think uh this probably sounds terrible just using this terminology but COVID was, was undoubtedly the best thing that could have ever happened to the trades um mm. it clearly showed everybody that how important oh, wow yeah like just essential baby we completely need these people, and my degree in ancient British literature probably isn't all that that great of an investment of money. Um, but I think what's what's really going to help the trades out. I saw a report. I think I can't remember if it was Stanley Black and Decker or Rigid uh, that that put it out about a year ago. <clears throat> but one of the biggest things that was keeping young people from pursuing the trades was that they didn't think it was high tech or technical, and it's like. Wow, you could not be more wrong. Oh yeah, <laughs> like like the, yeah. the amount of technology, software, uh, just engineering know-how that's that's necessary. And I think if we all start doing a better job of of showing folks how much technical knowledge is required, how much technology is involved in, across the different industries, I think that'll be a huge part. Like, look at the rise of like Megatronics and and robotics. Um, you know, all these people right now that are getting paid $17, $18 an hour to work at fast food don't realize, like, they're like, and like oh, I don't want to go learn a trade because I'm making really good money. Yeah, what the problem is is that you're getting paid $18 an hour to work at, at McDonald's. McDonald's is going to figure out a way for a robot to do that job. And yeah. unless you figure out how to build that robot and fix that robot, you're going to be you're gonna be up shit's creek. Um, and that's I think one that's of the best things. Yeah, that's one of the best things about being in a in a trade. I do. I got overtime every week during COVID. Yeah. Oh my you know? god, that was my highest grossing year that I had was COVID. Um, all the, I would all love to. Running I would buy day. a robot, right? A Bobby robot, and then I buy it. It's mine, but I send that fucker in the van, and I control him from right here. Right? <laughs> he goes up the ladder. He fucking super fast and efficient. He doesn't need to know any of the tricks because I'm just controlling him right here. Yeah, but eventually he's going to learn and then they take over. Like, you have oh, not watched that movie, Bobby. Yeah, that's Come true. Come on, man. We, 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 we I, can't teach him that much. I saw a post where it was like, it showed all the current robots and where their batteries are and shit and where you're supposed to shoot them. There's <laughs> <laughs> just going to be I, so, I they're going to be trade, endless. Like, we're going to, it's always going to need manpower. Oh, and 
and and woman power. Bobby secretly got that new Milwaukee cordless in the back of his van, and he loves it. And Chris says it weighs more than him. It does. It fucking <laughs> it weighs a lot. It's a two hundred and fifty pound it, machine. Yeah, Ralph is like one thirty. I pick Ralph. Yeah. I have to, I took a video. I'm gonna try to make a reel tomorrow. Um, two fifty. Jeez. And I I just pull Ralph out of the van. You can pull him out. I would never be able to do that by myself with that fucking big. It's the first sucky Milwaukee product. That's their first flop. Milwaukee's first flop. Terrible. What are you going to do? Hashtag first flop. You could do all the sketchy shit with the the robot Bobby. Robot Bobby probably like, I will not do top step. This is illegal. (laughs) The damn Terminator (laughs) sprinkler fitters. What made you take that first plunge to this? Like. From just being employed to like, you know, I could do this. This is a great idea. I'm gonna do it. So, <laughs> funny story. I I actually have never shared this uh, other than with my wife, but um, we've been kind of laying out the groundwork for the company uh, for a while. I, I was uh, eventually I was the head of sales and marketing for a nationwide recruiting company, and you know, kind of on the side, I was planning out like, hey, will this actually work? And uh, one day the CEO of the company came into my office. We started talking and he asked me to do something. I was like, nah, like, I'm not going to do that. I think that's dumb. Eventually turned into an argument. I was like, you know what? I'm out. And I, I quit work that morning. Uh, walked out. Nice. Good for you. Went, went home and I was like, all right, I guess it is time to officially launch the company. So we launched it. And oh. about that was November 2019, October, November 2019. And then we had our software out uh, the second week of March. It was no joke, like a week before COVID. And then COVID happened. And, you know, uh, again, you know, we, we've been talking about like COVID for the trades was, it was, it was, it was a boom. So, uh, you know, while, while COVID obviously was a terrible thing, the best it, thing that could possibly happen. It pumped up the trades, man. Yeah. The jobs were just, just it, we were the only ones in the city. The traffic went away. It seemed like I just gotta put this out that there a little awesome. bit. When there was only tradespeople on the road, the fucking highways were great, man. When some of the office people came back, we we're fucked. <laughs> I don't know I, how to I drive. Remember, I drove to. I had to go to Florida for for some meetings, um, in May, and I, I so I was on on I ninety five, and I was like, I feel like this is like what it's like after the Armageddon, like. It, it, it's like the last of us that show right now on hbo which is absolutely awesome if you're not watching it you're wrong but i was like this is what it's gonna be like <laughs> it's just like all commercial vehicles yeah it was just like me and riding five CDLs. yeah i loved it now it's uh <laughs> now it's back to road rage and bobby man that's why you Robot know i told bobby my double o fives no no i, I told my office uh, no today you told them no so, yeah so i originally went out to a bank and there was a head. I put it on my story before during the big freeze. And there was a head, like a dry head sidewall down a suit. I mean, this thing was extremely steep stairs, right? And I was like, I can't get that out. And then the guy at the bank was, how would he do it? I said, we would have to build scaffolding to, to safely get this head out. So somehow, magically, the head came out without scaffolding. Extension ladder. Uh, and then, yeah, well... I think he had a six. I think he had an eight foot. What? He was probably using a little giant um, quality ladder system. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then he said, uh, "Shout out, little giant." Like, hey, you go put this back. 
I was like, well, how did you even get it out? Who got it out? Like, what's the trick? Like, I don't know how to put this in safely. So I called the tech right in front of like my scheduler. And I was like, hey, I put him on speakerphone. He didn't know he was on speakerphone. And I was like, hey, man, how did you get that uh, that head out? He some he said some some fucking crazy uh, unsafe shit. That's what he said. <laughs> that was his words. I was like, all right, cool. Thanks. <laughs> And the stairwell, so you got to flip like, the ladder upside down. That's the trick. I won't put that on so the I told him, I was like, I'm not doing it. And um, doing it. and they were like, well, we need you to do it. I said, I will do it. But I need you to send me an email saying that you want me to do this. <laughs> and then they were like, well, you know. Remember I'm that just... insurance we were talking about earlier? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right, hey, climb right, up the... right, right, right. And I was like, well, you know, if you're going to protect yourself, why can't I protect myself? You know, mm-hmm. I want to go play baseball with my boys. I want to go to work out. I like to run and, and you know, do was all there, the things. Were there I people do. there, like, that could see the situation or no? Oh, yeah. Yeah. It was, like, three people in the office. They came out to, like, try to show you how you're supposed to do it? No, they don't know how to do it. What's they up? With, you couldn't, you it. couldn't do a um, just an extension ladder? I don't have one. But it, it was, I mean, it is, it's, it's steep. Like, it's, it's I've done, a, it's I've a done weird some crazy angle. shit, boys. I'm not going to lie. You ever see where they hold the extension ladder perfectly vertical, like three guys at the bottom, and then one crazy fucker's got to climb up it? Yeah, done that before. Got to put the big guys down at the bottom, though. (laughs) Upside down ladder. That's what the robots are for. That's what the robots are for. For an unsafe industry, you just try to do it as as safely unsafe as you can. Drive fast, don't crash. I mean, so, I, I, guys, look, you gotta, you have to protect yourself. No, you're right. No one else sure. cares. I would never force someone to do something crazy. I'd just say, come down. I mean, I'll do it. From the beginning, like when I was just a helper, like I would tell my foreman, no. You know, like so, I'll be, I think I was like t- mm, 25 feet up in the air in a, on a lift, and I was on the, like I was leaning over and holding, I think it was a six inch or eight inch. It was a, it was probably a six inch. I was just like holding it in the air, and you know at that height you can't let go. So then he was like wanting me to kind of like shimmy down and then like put the coupling on while I hold it. I'm like, bro, like this ain't gonna work. I had fucking well, forty foot extension ladders side by each, ten feet apart, and little Bobby had never done extension ladder work before, and we were hanging ten sixes of six inch and. He's like shaking me, like I can his fucking his whole body shaking, and he's like shaking me on the ladder. I'm like, just fucking give me it, and I take the whole ten six from him and just stab it myself and vic it. It was light. It was it was light wall. Um, for a temp FTC. Temp FTC, yeah. Schedule ten, baby. That's a strong extension ladder. Let's say outside of like typical field work. Uh, what other things are you hiring for? Like, uh, do you get sales stuff? Do you get management stuff? Like, what uh, so, other so than we, just like pipe wrench in your hand? No, we 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 built it for for the skills, like uh, for for the actual workers that are that are building America, as, as we say. Uh, what ends up happening a lot is, let's say a um, you know uh, guy who's been working for 25 years 
I don't want to be carrying this stuff anymore. I don't want to be walking flights of stairs, uh, but I'm not ready to retire yet. What we see happening, happening quite a bit is those folks get asked by companies if they're interested in sales roles, because obviously you can't, you can't sell in our industry without actually knowing what, what, what it is you're talking about. You know, yeah, everyone sees, right. sees right through you immediately mm -hmm. when people from outside the industry start to try selling. Uh, so what we did in our, in our system was a company can basically send a message to any job seeker in our platform um, and just ask them if they're interested. And if they're not, they just say no. And there's you know, no harm, no foul. Uh, so we, we see that a lot with folks that, you know, have been in the industry for a while, you know, knees are starting to hurt, backs starting to hurt. I want to switch roles. And that's obviously where, where management sales roles to get taken. And one really cool thing we're about to launch it next month is asking, you know, those folks that have been in the industry for a long time, if they're interested in, uh, in getting out of the field and becoming instructors at trade schools, because we have over 600 trade schools that we partner with, you know, they give us their, their graduates, we get them, we get them jobs. Uh, but people think it's, it's hard right now for companies to hire, you know, workers. It's almost impossible for schools to hire instructors. Oh, wow. And, uh, I, I, I don't think a lot of, you know, the, the soon to retire field workers know that they've got a whole second career option no. in the classroom. Yeah. I'll tell you what, none of the people that I've noticed or that I know even thought about Are that. Going and being teachers, the old timers, I mean, they might be a little, uh, it might be tough getting an old time construction guy to uh, hold his composure in a classroom with the language what is, what's and whatnot. What's the normal I, I, like, salary for that? I, I, it's, uh, it varies a lot. You know, there's, there's organizations like, you know, there's a lot of nonprofits out there that obviously can't pay as well, but then there's phenomenal for-profit schools across, across the country that do pay, you know, very well in the, in the 30, 40 plus per hour for, uh, for seasoned professionals. And, you know, when you're looking at that as a, Hey, I've got my retirement, my pension plus that it's pretty good living. And, and most of the that time, and most of the time it's, you know, those are, those can be part-time roles or, or evening roles. So Wayne up in, uh, in Canada, he's a union guy. He's out of school. Um, and then my father, he no longer does it, but he was teaching a fire alarm class after work. So he would go and teach three times a week. And then he was attached to a, a university, like a trade. People would come in enroll in the, in the class and then they would also have people come in for uh continue education yep. he did it for a little while then it just became a pain in the brain, brian would but, be a good you know, teacher he, i agree yeah, with that chris so yeah, rich I'm, do you have open to that. are any trade schools hiring sprinkler guys always because like so really? i went to a trade school and they didn't offer fire protection so i had to go i went through the plumbing trade to get familiar with the tools and the fitting allowances and pulling wrenches and and uh, learning how to caress ralph um so when i came out i was ready to be a sprinkler fitter in that aspect but i did gain a bunch of like useless plumbing hours code plumbing and working like i i had hours like i, I was closer to being a plumber than a sprinkler fitter put it that way yeah. whereas if my school offered a fire protection shop that i definitely would have done it i've never heard of one none of the schools yep. around me offer that i'll uh I'll, now that i know how i'll dm you the information okay oh yeah, <laughs> yeah I would have to teach, did you just learn I how to dm to today 
Uh, no, no joke. I learned how to DM like a month ago. Like someone, <laughs> someone in the company is like, "Oh yeah, just just DM them." I'm like, I don't even know what the hell that means. Like, oh man, there's so many DMs. Where me and Bobby are, are both trying to still figure out. But Bobby down. Yeah, so. we're, you're lucky that we. I mean, this this is this is a lot going on. But we're here. We're on. We're live. Um, we could, we yeah, could we have like, like six different programs and we got like passwords to this and that. I got a notebook for doping tape now, just the passwords and, <laughs> and programs that we're using. I leave it all to Siri. Siri better remember my shit. I'll tell you. I want to just click so the, it. She looks so into so my the, eyes so and I'm the fucking Chinese in. now have the password to dope and tape. That's it. Oh yeah. <laughs> I just like to look into the phone and it just, whatever I'm trying to get into just unlocks by looking at me and that's how I set it up. Siri. Well, let me ask you this. So I've never seen this before, um, or even heard of it, but like a NFPA 25 teacher for like inspections. Like I've never seen it, someone teach an inspection class. Is that even a thing? I can't tell you off the top of my head. Um, well, I mean, I mean, I know the, you're the, like the school, the school that does it, but yeah, we we have. Um, right now, the hardest challenge that we have, um, you know, like great companies like API, you know, they use us, uh, for their fire inspectors and, and they're getting our, our job seekers right out of trade school. And, you know, very similar to, to y'all that they, they have all the, the, uh, inspection requirements. So, you know, th th they're, they're knocking it out in school. Uh, the trade that it's actually, or the two trades are some of the hardest to place or I shouldn't say place, but find kind of qualify people for is carpentry because mm. they just aren't going through courses uh, at trade schools right. anymore and painters because, you know, there's a lot of programs that do automotive painting, but there's, I can't think of a single one off the top of my head that does, you know, residential and commercial painting. And it's really well, just something also, that learned on the job. Yeah. And I think, one of the big things, I mean, I'm just going to be completely honest here from my viewpoint and from what I've heard and experienced of my father. Um, so my father had a high-end um, tile business for a while where he does like uh, large patterns in in um, hotels and, and like more intricate and challenging uh, tile uh patterns and then he said like i forgot the year but almost overnight like people were going in there with crews third of the of his cost Ooh. with um you know a whole bunch of like illegal workers and then like he just could not compete and i think stuff not with carpentry because obviously carpentry requires a lot and so does painting but like you see that i would imagine you see that a lot with painting flooring painting like repetitive well that's another thing if you go back to the trade school like there's not a unless you're doing automotive painting you're not they don't there's not teaching you in the school how to paint that's something you acquire yeah. on your own you learn how electrical carpentry plumbing automotive hvac i'd like to get sprinklers in there we got a first time tuning in moto psycho what's the guy in the black shirts role this is rich from blue recruit if you're trying to get a job in the trade um, you can send him a DM. Hopefully, he can find it, and he'll uh, he'll hook you up with a you know whatever trade you want to get in. Download the app, and you're one step closer. Well, thank Just you for to coming to in. BlueRecruit.com, buddy. 
BlueRecruit.com if we can't any, figure out the DMs. Coming out on like the, the last 10 minutes, do you have any questions for us? On like what? So, like, for yeah, example, like right. I'm looking for jobs too, and, and I go, I have a method, and and I just didn't know if you maybe had some questions on. Yeah, you know what, what you mentioned your 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 system of you know these interviews you got coming up and, and good luck, man. Uh, that is how the vast majority of folks in the trades get their jobs, uh, because we, up until very recently, one we've just been ignored because you know tech software people have LinkedIn, uh, everybody else is Indeed, and screw the, screw the plumbers and the fitters because they that's. That's not a really that's not a career. That's a fallback fallback job, which has been the you know the the go to mentality of up until 2020 when the rest of the world figured out oh wow we're really important. <laughs> so uh, so really like my father in law, uh, you know, really the that gave birth to to the idea for this. Uh, he worked at the same place for over 20 years until eventually he had his own shops because you know hey I go to work they pay me it's it's a good job and. I remember one time my wife was uh, was you know thinking about getting a new job, and my father-in-law was like, "Well, why don't you just go in and, and give him your resume?" He's like, "No, that's a, that's you don't just walk into a building and, and hand somebody a resume anymore. Like that's yeah. not how it works." But that's how our industry does work. It's hey, my buddy, my buddy's hiring. I'll let him know that you need a job. Like that right, that is right. how it's worked. I'm always and, vouching for people that I've worked with if they're all. I mean, the union works a little bit differently, but if if you need a yeah, job somewhere, a, it's, a, company, it's a phone call. Right. If yep. I'm talking to someone like a branch manager or someone and they want to ask about me, I was like, well, this person works there and this person works there. Just go talk to them about me. Yep. There you go. Yep. Yep. That's it. Uh, and, and, and hopefully, you know, what we're doing creates and that's a great way to do work. You know, every single person that's worked that works at Blue Recruit, they came on board because somebody knew them and, you know, the, the exact same way. And, uh, I take hiring very, very seriously, and you know we all know that a couple of bad hires can sink a company like faster than oh, anything else. Yeah, um, so vouching for someone like you know, yes. it, it, if you trust that person, and then that they say they know someone that they trust, it usually goes a long way. It's a lot of word yep. of mouth. The motorcycle says he's been in the trade for seven years, but he noticed that you were talking with a bit higher education than us CPVC glue sniffers. <laughs> 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 That's great. Uh. That's pretty good, man. Um, but yeah, like what, what we love it. Things that I love the most is when I find out that somebody, you know, joined Blue Recruit, got a job, and it. I then find out later, uh, oh, because their buddy had gotten a job through Blue Recruit at that company. You know, a year a year prior, they told them, hey, create your Blue Recruit profile, and then they ended up getting getting brought on. And in a way, it's like we've, we're kind of creating that same referral network, but through a digital space. That's great. Um, That's wicked and, smart. And, and, and you know, hopefully it, it helps the industry because right now, um, you know, I just hope that more more young people, more women, more veterans realize, like, this is a great path. And uh, the, amount of, the amount of money you can make, the intrinsic benefit to, you know, what construction worker goes by a job site and doesn't say, like, you know, I built that. Exactly. You take pride in that shit, man. And it's not yep. like we're not we're not um, wrenching in six inch anymore. Chicks can kill it in the trade. Chicks can really just kill yeah. it in the trade, but they're just they don't. You know, well, it's not a, a 
common thing for a, for a female to pick be in the industry so this was my transition time so i did this in high school um under the table i did sprinkler work and then when i came out i did a couple years in sales at some car dealerships and i was very successful um i ended up being a closer i I moved into management all in like two years and uh and then in those two years i also had a son which i was only off on tuesdays so I ended up being the only, I was like the father who took the kids to school on Tuesday and then like cut the grass. Like that was, and and then like I was so exhausted. Like I just passed out, you know, I was that dad. Long and days. Then, then I was, I called my, yeah, I was just like, this is not, this is not how I want to live my life. So I called my father. I was like, all right, I'm ready to get back in it. And uh, he did it with something that I really looked back and I was like, it makes total sense. I'm so glad he did it is he told me I could not go to the company that he was at. You can't. He's like, you're not going to come in here as Todd's son. You got to go somewhere else and earn your stripes. So I, he sent me to another company. Now, he put me with a foreman that he knew, but he was like, you can't come work for me yet. He said, I, I mean, a year at the end of the day, he's still your dad, and he, yep. and he was going to ensure that you had the right path, and yeah. he knew, you know, whoever that foreman was, like, they were going to ship you, oh, so they ship you exactly what you wanted. I went, I, right, that, that's... I went right under dad's yeah. wing. I fucking huddled up right under dad's wing, man, right into the industry, 17 years old. My so father was the top dog, and I was just driving around with him talking shit. My apprentice has been dating my sister for, I think, eight years. And I did the same thing that my father did to him. And I sent him over to new construction for like eight, ten months before I... Wait, he hasn't been your apprentice for eight years, has he? No, no, he was dating oh, yeah. my sister. I, I, I just wanted to make sure. I was like, oh. man, it is, yeah. this guy's no, yeah, he's going to level up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, he's shit. been... So he's a level one. He's going to be working on level two. Um... I mean, I think he's just, he has a plan and he's going on his own pace. So, um, you know, I guess he's doing his own thing. But he was with me last year. Yeah, last year or the year before that. I don't remember now, but he's doing good. He's sticking with it. That's he's great. Certified. It's a family business. Yeah, I'm happy for Bring him. the kids in. And you know what? And I have, I've always made it to baseball games. I've always made it to school events. I've always made it to birthdays. Like this trade has gave me that flexibility. You know, yeah. we start early, we get off early. I can go and run errands. I beat most of the traffic both ways. You know, yeah. Brian, what, what you're talking about right now, uh, this, this blew my mind. We started asking this question about, about a year and a half ago, and it's been consistent since then. But when most people think, like, what's the number one thing that people want from a job? Most people think it's, oh, the pay. But um no freedom no yeah exactly um for a year and a half that we've been asking this question the number one response is i want i want flexibility in my schedule and i remember one time i was talking to somebody Mm -hmm. and they're they were saying all i want is on thursday afternoons my son has a lacrosse game like every thursday afternoon i want to be able to go to that lacrosse game and i remember uh, I, i talked to him after he got the job and during the interview process he was very open and uh, he's a he's a mobile mechanic, and uh, the owner of the of the mobile mechanic shop was like, "Hey, that's fine. You know, you'll probably have to come in on the occasional Saturday, 
maybe work later on mon on Monday or Tuesday, but guaranteed every Thursday afternoon you have off. And, you know, next year when, you know, your son changes leagues and maybe his games are on Tuesdays, then, then we'll re rework the schedule. And like that was so much more important to him. And now that employer has just created an ex ex insanely loyal employee that he's you know, happy. Gonna have yeah, oh, happy employee. Yep. That's great. Yeah, we're yeah, uh, like you can if you want to take a vacation, you take a vacation. We're we're very flexible, at least where I am. Our boss is great. Do they pay for your? You have the you don't get paid for your vacation in the union, right? No, no paid yeah, vacation. It's just straight no up. Pay, no paid holidays. You know, that's like when when you guys you go to Google and you look up how much we get paid. It's like it's nice. It's a lot of money, but there's uh, how many federal holidays are there? It's like they keep adding them. I think there's fifteen now. Those are all off. We get one paid holiday. The whole local gets one paid holiday. It used to be Thanksgiving, I believe. I hope I don't butcher this, but I think it's Fourth of July. <clears throat> and then... what does the top guy get paid, like hourly, like top dude? Like so, every every journeyman in local five fifty is getting like sixty seven fifty an hour in their paycheck. Their total package That's is a lot, man. Their total package is close to a hundred with their pension, their annuity, their health care, um, the dues we pay for the school. Uh, on March, on March first, we will be a hundred dollars and thirty-five cents an hour total package, just to be a journeyman sprinkler That's fitter. Unreal. And like I think so as an apprentice, total package. Total package. Mean, so there's deductions. Yeah. So say it starts at a hundred, then I put twelve dollars an hour to my pension. I put nine dollars an hour to my annuity. I put six, seven, eight dollars an hour to healthcare. Two dollars an hour to the building fund however much money we're paying in dues. Then we have um, like a public relations where we have a public relations fund we all pay into. So if we want to bid against the non-union, obviously our bid is going to be way higher. So then we take from the public relations and kind of bring our bid down so we can compete against them. But a lot of times those will just end up being 669 jobs. 669 guys. Six six nine. They're like yeah. the they're they're so Amer America's with, local. With hiring, is there a what do you see the differences in from like when you're hiring a union guy versus a private company? So what we did is from the very beginning, we we're like we don't want to basically create this union versus non-union. Uh, Hallelujah! Hallelujah! We, we we saw no reason in trying to you know have a have a turf war for for no reason whatsoever. So what we instead did was you know within our certification licenses, you know Bobby, all of your union specific courses you can take, your licenses, your certification. You know if you're an electrician, all your IBWs are going to be in there. So union guys and gals can go ahead when they create their profile, you know, add in all that stuff. Uh, your UA, you know, whatever, whatever union you're a part of. And, um, you know, we're, we're headquartered in Raleigh, North Carolina. Um, so, you know, unions down here where we are basically doesn't even apply uh, for across most of the South, but obviously we're nationwide. Uh, so what we see is uh, like API is a good example. Obviously you are very familiar. There's union, um, brands that they have there's non-union brands that they have and it really just kind of comes down to the individual jobs a lot of times is hey if we if you call the hall hopefully the hall answers and they have folks sometimes the call the hall doesn't answer and that then allows them to use non-union folks uh, so we, we try to be as kind of agnostic as possible 
and hopefully everyone benefits. But at the end of the day, right now, everyone's social supply across the board. It's, hey, we hired two union and five non-union, but at least the job got done and everybody now got paid. Right. <clears throat> yeah. For So like if you were in local 550 and you needed a job, I could probably help you out. But if you're not in the local 550, that's where it gets, you know, you have to do signups and you have to get into the local. Whether you have a license, I could point you in the right direction to get with the organizer. But there's different little steps you got to take. If you're signing up as a brand new apprentice day one, I think the signups are in June or July. There's thousands of people that sign up every year. And I think we take 10, maybe 20. If it's a, if, there, if there's a lot of it all goes by who's retiring that year. If there's a lot of retirees, we'll take we'll take enough to supplement that and enough to for the industry to grow. But it's a very hard local to get into. So I like seeing, I guess if, if someone in the union's reaching out to you to find them a job, that really means that their business agent isn't, isn't being helpful for them because their business agent should really be finding them a job. Yeah. And, and our, our numbers of union union cardholder now blue recruit job seekers is constantly is, is, is on a steady rise. That's good. <clears throat> well, the six, six, nine is nationwide. So. I'm sure there's a lot of them. I'm sure it would be good for them. And 669 companies just looking for fitters across the country, maybe for with specifics. Yeah. I think you guys are doing something so great for the industry. .com, right? Yep. Man, thank you so much for coming on. Man, we really appreciate it. And I got a lot of it out of it, too. And um, when we get off this, maybe not tonight, but tomorrow, I'm going to go on there and create a profile well you you, you gotta focus resume. on your interviews so you you knock out those interviews then create a profile yeah <laughs> oh man that's not gonna be a problem <laughs> yeah yeah I've, so i've never been on strike a lot of people talk about strike i mean our we're, we're small so um as long as the union hall is keeping the members happy they shouldn't be on strike and if the union members are showing up to the union meeting then they are in charge of that meeting so they should be voting for shit that they want um People that are going on strike, there's a lot of shit that's going wrong within. But we're creeping well, up. I mean, oh yeah, we're over an hour. Yeah, right, right, right now you look at the at the rail industry, and man, that is like that is the definition of unions gone wrong. Yeah. Oh my yeah. god, awful. And then they don't even well, tell wow. us about it. So, um, if you guys watch this whole episode, we really appreciate you. Whether it's live or the replay, if you could please hit that subscribe button, we'd really appreciate it. And if you want to share this with your friends and your family and invite them in. Um, we want them to watch us. We want to show them. We want to get them a job in the industry. Tell them to hit up Rich at Blue Recruit. That's what I'll be doing tomorrow. And uh, 